On this episode of the 132 Breeze podcast, we get right to the NFL and more importantly, the Bears and Packers win. Asterisk next to the Bears win. <laughs> uh, then we give out our overreactions to week two, sprinkle in a take that to NYC. Then on to college football with what we got right, what we got wrong, and who's back, who's not. Then we look ahead to next week college football action with the Wisconsin-Michigan game, our other game of the week, and our upset alerts. As always, Case Eagles on and on about baseball and soccer. Tune in to that. And then we end up with a surprisingly hot take on Team USA basketball. All right, let's start the show. Back with another episode of the 132 Breeze podcast. As always, this is Marlo, joined by Casey. Casey, we had a bye week this week. What did yeah. you do with your time, man? Well, I had a had a full uh, full Saturday. A uh, little little bit of a fall fest. Saw some award winning gigantic pumpkins. That was fun. Uh, but back in time for uh, the football because there was not a lot going on in the morning games, uh, as we'll talk about later. Uh, back time for that, and then a full football and family Sunday. Had some family over today, watched the Packers, and then the Bears, which we'll get into. Uh, but it was a good Sunday, and uh, yeah, good good all-around football weekend. Not a bad weekend to go out with the family. I think maybe the last weekend to go out with the family and uh, do some of the family uh, stuff on Saturdays. How about you, Mark? Yeah, it's definitely the early, with the early buy, it was nice to... Yeah, be like the last weekend to actually get out, and you know, the rest of the time is, is just football. But kind of same thing had um, took went to some festival. There was some pumpkin. We went to one that, and there was like a pumpkin decorating, but we didn't do it. There was a bunch of bouncy houses. Yeah, little kids running around. That was fun. Drank some beer, came back, watched a lot of football at night. Um, forget how awesome it is that football is on like all night for Saturday yeah. night football. And there's just all these games you can choose from. So that was fantastic. Yeah. Staying up late watching Texas tech, Arizona. Yeah. Just to see <laughs> Khalil Tate. I was there. Yeah. Fantastic. Um, it's amazing how much kids love bouncy houses. Yeah. Like just, you're they're just literally jumping in the same spot and they, they just freaking <laughs> love it. It's unbelievable. Um, that was my last weekend. Yeah. Uh, Marlo, I did get my uh, my family came over and my parents are redoing my childhood bedroom. Oh no! It's a traumatizing experience. Uh, wait, so, wait, 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 wait! It's lasted this whole time. Yeah, like well, the posters bro- and posters, posters and everything and still up. Yep. Oh they my came god! Down. They came down. I haven't lived at home in eight. <laughs> I probably I've I've it's been longer than I've li- not lived in my parents' current <laughs> home than I had ever lived there. So uh, the posters came down. They made it the way to my basement. But now my basement, Marlo, it's like I'm in my childhood here. I have my 1992 Barcelona Dream Team poster that may, <laughs> oh, may not be. that's a, hot. It may or may not be autographed by Carl Malone. Um, if not, somebody wrote over the Carl Malone picture, part of the picture, which just seems weird if it's not his autograph. I'm not yeah. sure. Uh, I have a Jerry Rice corner now. He's my favorite player growing up. I have a corner in my basement that has three Jerry Rice posters slash autographs. 
so that's really exciting. Um, it's come full circle, and my bedroom is now in my basement. And uh, I think this is every uh, middle-aged man's dream. I don't know. Casey's, Casey's man cave homage to the mid-90s. Yep. <laughs> it's fantastic. It's definitely man a mid-90s man cave for sure. Uh, looking at uh, Super Bowl champions 49ers. Whew, how exciting. Steve Young, Jerry Rice. Good times. Head by all. Um there we go. That was awesome. that was the the other part of my weekend. I don't know. I that went far more uh, on a tangent than I thought that was going to. But yeah, it lasted in, until now. Um, what is that? That's like 15, 16 years that it was. It was up without re- any real inhabit. I guess I have a I have a younger brother though. To be fair, who's six years younger than me, he lived there a little bit longer. Um, so that was part of the reason. But yeah, uh, sometime. Uh, that it is now. It is in my basement. Pretty excited about it. So, all right, that was my weekend, right. Milo. Awesome. Thumb, memory lane and football. But yeah. let's start with the NFL since we didn't have a Badger game. So we're gonna punt college football a little bit later into the into the broadcast, and we'll start with football. And let's start with what's hot in my mind on my chest, Milo. <laughs> Your yes. Chicago Bears. The Chicago Bears. Being gifted a victory. Uh, take it away. Calm down. Okay, so Chicago Bears. Get victory away at Denver. Yeah. Ooh, um, yeah. Tough. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, yeah. The Flying Joe Flacco's. Yeah. Story. Oh, obviously, story. Obviously, well, my story is that yeah. offensive struggles again. Uh, it was a we got, we got our first touchdown of the season, so that's that's a plus. <laughs> which, quite honestly, was barely almost not a touchdown. Uh, yeah. Just grazing, just yeah. grazing the plane, if you want to call it that. Yeah, uh, you know, making a touchdown. Mitch still doesn't have a passing touchdown. Mm. Um, his, oh, what did I do with this? I had a stat line. Okay, there you go. Sixteen to twenty-seven, hundred and twenty yards. Hundred twenty, yeah, sixteen to twenty-seven. No touchdowns, no interceptions. No, no interceptions. So not great. Good news mm. is mm. we was a little more, we were a little, little more even on the run pass. Had 29, yeah. 29 run attempts to the twenty-seven pass attempts. Um, I like that. Defense is obviously defense was still doing good. But when it came down to it, uh, Mitch came in in the clutch, got, mm. the, got the Bears within the field goal reins, and Panero <laughs> comes through with the 52-yarder, plus other three other yeah. field goals he had on the day yeah, to go ahead and ice that game. Yards. <laughs> so, so that, yeah, Panero never gonna have to, not going to have to buy a drink or dinner, at least this week, in Chicago. Oh, it's okay. Uh, but yeah, Bears came over to the victory. Gave me had, had such an up and down roller coaster the last twenty minutes, which I'm sure you'll probably you're gonna go into. Yeah. Uh, so I'll let you take it away after that. But it was such a roller coaster ride. I hated football for a little bit. I still kind of hate football, but at least the Bears got their first win, and hopefully we can uh, keep it going from here for next week, where we have Monday, where we play Monday night in front of everyone, which I'm not looking forward to uh, against the Redskins. Yeah. Oh God! You, yeah, you talk about Mitch Trubisky being in the clutch. I mean, first of all, he gets tackled, and the, as he's throwing the ball, he's releasing the ball, and he gets hit, and somehow that's a roughing the passer. And it's twenty nineteen NFL. Yeah, that's roughing the passer. He's throwing the ball, he has the ball in his hand as the contact begins, and he gets tackled. A f- normal football tackle, and they give him 15 yards, which sparks the last drive, which is an absolute gift in Mile High Stadium, if that's even what it's still called. It, that is an unbelievable call, an unbelievable, terrible call in that situation. Then, 
they he kept it consistent because they got the same thing on Flacco for tackling him and yeah, falling on top it's of him. Definitely the same thing when it happens in the first quarter and on the final drive of the game. Definitely the same thing. You should absolutely call it both ways. Then that's right, Marlo. Then Mitchell Mitchell Trubisky scrambles too long in the pots pocket, completes it over the middle, and the refs just decide to give the Bears a second. They're like, no, they no, he had probably, a second. He was down. They probably re- would have called timeout. We didn't look. They did call they timeout. Mitch is in the background. We're Mitch calling is... timeout as he fell down. So, therefore, they should have an additional second. Thank you, Chicago referees. On Congratulations on your victory. Wow. It's no, so Absolutely insulting. Absolutely ridiculous. He was down. Video evidence. One second with Mitch in the background calling for timeout. There's, Which there's I'm no, sure, there's no arguing it. There's no I'm arguing. Sure, it. they could recognize and acknowledge, and not just say the game is over because the clock hit zero. Congratulations, Chicago Bears! You were gifted a victory. I hope it feels good over Joe Flacco, a victory you didn't deserve with Joe Flacco throwing an interception on the goal line for no freaking reason. God, the Bears should be owing to it. It's ridiculous that they're not. Yeah, they're not. They're one I'm one. Just, I'm just gonna. I'm more. I'm more. Fr- I'm not so much frustrated in this game. I'm very frustrated in this game. <laughs> but I just know this is going to be the whole season with these crappy Bears. They're going to wow. eke out stupid victories like this, where they win sixteen to fourteen, thirteen to ten, and like I'm going to fourteen to thirteen. I'm going to have to watch this all year, and it's just going to work out for the Bears. It's just going to work out. Next week they'll probably win on Monday night, fourteen to thirteen, and it's going to result in Case Keenum throwing an interception at the end or getting strip sacked by Khalil Mack. Right at hey, the end. It's yeah. going to be a whole season of this. That's fine. A win's a win. It's not I, fine. It's <laughs> fine. A win, a, win. <laughs> a win A win is a win. It doesn't matter how you do it. You just get the win. It's just, it's been so frustrating watching the, the Bears, who have had such limitations, just find a way with their stupid defense and their stupid turnovers at the right time. This is my expert analysis, Marlo. I, <laughs> stupid defense it, it just, and it's stupid turnovers. Up, and I was ready to come on this podcast. I was ready to just be like, ha, 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 Mitch Trubisky for however many more years. And I was going to, oh, man, I was going to get you all riled up and you know, poke you and get you all upset. And now I'm the one upset. So I foiled by my own petard, I guess. Here I am. Here you are. Upset. Oh, man. Yeah, so there's one one. Going into Washington, there you go. One and be one. two and one. Hey, this is a repeat of last. This is just how last season start turned out. So, all all things are good today, anyways. All right, do you want to calm down and talk about your Packers because you guys did win? Yeah, well, this was the thing. Like, <laughs> I think this is why I was so proud of because the the Packers. So first of all, they did win, twenty one to sixteen. <laughs> they shot out like a cannon, scoring yes. the first first three drives. Uh, 21-0. They look like world beaters. I mean, look like the best team. And then Marlo, I didn't have I didn't know I had this power. <laughs> but I do. I do. I, I jinxed the Green Bay Packers. When they scored 21 to 0, I sent a cheeky little uh gift to our, our text exchange of uh I can't believe pinch me I'm dreaming kind of thing. Uh Conan O'Brien uh looking all kind of dreamy and enjoying everything. <laughs> I literally hit the send button. And Dalvin Cook runs for 75 yards for a touchdown. And then I'm like, ha ha, I jinxed it. And then the Packers don't score the rest of the game. <laughs> so that was fun. I didn't know I had that power. I And I literally thought, should I send this as kind of like a jerk thing to do? Uh, this might come back to haunt me. And I'm like, no. 
fans do this kind of stuff all the time. I should enjoy this moment. And I did, and it immediately backfired, so I learned my lesson. That was a lot of fun. <laughs> don't um, ever enjoy your moment, kids. Don't, yeah, don't ever enjoy watching sports. <laughs> Just suffer the whole way through, even when your team is winning. Uh, and it was funny. So my my wife is very – she's not a sports fan because I'm a sports fan, but, like, she doesn't let it affect her emotions. So, right. Like I do. So she's a normal person, and I am what I am. Um, <laughs> I'm with my family, and I get it from my family. This is why I am this way, I, I'm pretty sure. And – the thing she doesn't understand—I shouldn't say the thing. The thing that she, I, I don't think, like can emotionally comprehend with is when your team is still winning, but the other team is coming back. Why that's yeah. so stressful? And I yeah. think this is very common for you know not really big sports fans. And she has to sit with my family as we just stress the crap out of each other <laughs> as the Vikings are slowly coming back in this game. And the Packers aren't doing anything. I think they punted their last like ten possessions of this game. Uh, <laughs> and she's just like having a fun old time, you know, conversating. Great. I mean, she's a wonderful person and, and having a no, normal re, re, conversations and we're just like we can't talk we're stressed out they're within 10 points <laughs> it's like just irrational but that was my family and myself the whole second half the whole rest of the game it was brutal watching Dalvin Cook against this Packers team was like watching Adrian Peterson all over again just the way he always fall forwards the way he makes guys miss I mean he is a obviously he had the 75 yard run which is something. And well, I have a question for you, by the way. So, yeah. Yep. I was going through this game, and the Bears game was kind of like this because the Bears had kind of that Cordell Patterson run. But that yeah. was really their only big play. And like, I keep doing this, and I don't know if this is a, a right football thought to think. So I want to ask you this. I kept going, like, well, if you take away this one big play that shouldn't have happened, if you take away this other big play that shouldn't have happened, <laughs> the defense is playing really well. Is that a right way to think? Or should I be thinking, like, I just need to take it all in? You know what I mean? Uh, yeah. Oh, God. What was our, um, oh, who was our coach? Oh, God. He coached Pitt for a while. He's now on, uh, Things in the studio. Anyways, he's a Bears coach. He's Wanstad. Wanstad. Yeah. That's what he used to say, and it used to make me so angry. He's like, well, we played really well. If you take away this 50-yard play and you yeah. take away that 24-yard play, our defense played really well. But that's part of the game, man. Yeah, it is. <laughs> it's part of the game, and I get it because I felt that way. I mean, it, we did play a good game last week against the Packers, but it was like if you take away that 140-yard yeah, yep. pass by – by far, I mean far by yeah. by Rogers. Yep. Then it's like, well, you know, we probably win that game, but it's part of the game, right? Yep. And and then you let it up. So no, I get what you're saying too, because and that's but that's football, right? Especially football, like you could have that one play, and it's it makes the the difference in the game, yeah. and it's just part of it. Yeah, I think it's definitely like just a, when your team does something bad or, or loses or whatever. It's like you point to yeah. that one thing, like the, yeah. I, in this game, the Devin Cook 75 yard run. Like you can see the safety. Uh, took the wrong angle and then tried to arm tackle Dalvin Cook. Don't do that. And then they had the long touchdown to Diggs, and it was like Jair Alexander was right there. He was catching the ball, and instead of attacking the ball, he just was like, I'm going to let it fall into my hands. Yeah. And then it fell into Stephon Diggs' hands, who were like slightly above his. It's like those two things. Like if those two things happen differently. Like we have like a shutout, and I know that's not the way to think because football is weird, but like in my mind, I'm just kind of like, if these two things went differently, we would have easily won this game. Um, but I think the story of the game, Marlo, first three drives, Packers up 21-0. Then the defense kind of bunkered down. I think you have to look at how often the Packers went three and out in this game. Uh, Rodgers finishing with only 209 yards, two touchdowns. I would venture to say the majority, at least the touchdowns, but mostly yards were in those first three drives. The defense 
outside of the two plays. But <laughs> even with those two plays, really held Minnesota. And I don't know if this is a situation of the defense was good because now I have two games, right? I have them against the Bears and I have them against the Vikings. But is it just the Bears' offense isn't good and I get a play against Kirk Cousins who's behind? Like, <laughs> Kirk Cousins was awful this game. Kirk Cousins was Kirk Cousins. He finished, so his stat line is 14 of 32, 230 yards, one touchdown, two interceptions, and I think that's generous. <laughs> he was so bad. So the Packers went up 14 to 0, and I just kind of was like, I want to see, this is like when you need a quarterback, right? You're down 14-0 yeah. on the road. You need your quarterback to do something. He has back-to-back plays where he fumbles. The first one was recovered by his own team. The second one was a strip sack recovered by the Packers. Following that's so that, cool, cousins. he went 1 for 7 with an interception. Packers ended up being up 21-0, and then obviously the Devlin Cook, then I jinxed the Packers, Devlin Cook <laughs> run happened, and then the Packers didn't do anything on offense and since then. But like those are the moments when you need a quarterback, and Kirk Cousins was Kirk Cousins. So I don't know if it's just the Packers defense is good, which it may be. It's definitely better than last year. For sure better than last year, but I don't know how good it is because we played against the crappy Bears offense and Kirk Cousins when he's behind. And I think that I'm kind of waiting. I'm going to lay back because I want to say the Packers defense is really good, but I have those concerns because of the situations that they're in. Um, other concerns, uh, secondary seems like it's getting a little little injured. Um, uh, Green left uh, with an injury, uh, the safety Green, uh, and him and uh, Savage were in walking boots leaving. I don't know if it's like a, I'm out for a couple of weeks walking boot or like Ben Roethlisberger, I just wear walking boots after games because that's what I do. Um what type of injuries those are. So those are a thing to keep an eye out for the Packers defense because uh, those safeties have been flying all around out there on defense and been a big part of why they've been better. Um, hopefully those uh, two guys, uh, as well as anyone else who had who had injuries, will be better. Um, next week, they host the Broncos, who should have beat the Bears today. I think did. I'm pretty sure if I, I'm pretty sure they did. Um, nope, look at the standings. Look, if it look at the record book. If it wasn't the Broncos versus the Bears and referees, I think they would have won. Uh, by the way, the the poor Broncos lineman who had like five holding calls against. Him. <laughs> I mean, poor guy. Right. It, yeah, well, that's what happens when you go against Khalil Mack. I think the referees just go like Khalil Mack didn't sack the quarterback. That must have been holding. We're going to throw two or three flags this game just because he probably should have got there. And that's totally it. fair. And that's a totally right. fair assessment by the referees. Unbelievable. Freaking referees and the Bears. One and one. All right. Um, that's it. Hosting the Broncos. I mean, yeah, you got to feel good about going against Joe Flacco. I mean, outside of he just didn't look good today. Uh, the announcers before the game, I don't know if you caught this, Milo. They were like, yeah. Joe Flacco played really well in week one. In a week one loss to the Raiders. And then they said, like, he could have. So he had, like, 230 yards and a touchdown. That was his stat line. He was, like, yeah. 21, 31, 230 in a touchdown. And they're like, he could have had, like, 350 yards and three touchdowns. And I was like, what <laughs> What game are you watching? Like, his stats are his stats. It's like, oh, unbelievable. So I, maybe they were just trying to hype up this game. I'm not sure. But um, hosting the Broncos. The Broncos' defense looked good. Uh, again, I don't know how much of that is. Uh, Vic Fangio and him doing thing Broncos things out there, um, or if it's Bears bad offense, we'll see. I guess maybe we'll start learning more of these things as they go. Yeah, uh, it's interesting that they had Mark Slayer on the call. By the way, he uh, looks huge in the box. He does. <laughs> he, giant, he does. Giant he, man. <laughs> he's like he's ready to go play right now. 
He was like, yeah, I was curious that Mark Slayer, I mean, I guess they have other people, but like Mark has a radio show covering the Broncos. Oh, okay. And I didn't know that. Yeah, he, yeah no, he's, yeah, he still has the radio show covering the Broncos in Denver. Um, and to have him on the call, I see, I know Troy Aikman does pretty much every freaking uh, Cowboys game, but yeah. at the same time, that, that might have been a little bit of it, but you know, he was, I, he was pretty good up there, though. Yeah, well, he did not like the roughing the basketball, I'll tell you that. Um, oh, no. No, no. The uh, I felt like I just this is just me listening to the announcers. The announcers on the uh, Packers Vikings game. He, at one time, he's like, "Man, it really seems like the Vikings are getting the hard end of these calls." And I'm like, "You're an announcer, like you can't." Ah, <laughs> oh, it was so brutal. Um, anyway, I don't. I had other notes on announcers. I will defer on those because I was ready for the Packers to lose that game and use that as as ammunition. So, all right, I think that's it for our teams, Marl. Anything else on on our teams? Packers are 2-0. I can't be too upset, right? They're too I, I have to I should be no. glad. I don't know why I'm no. upset. I'm upset because the Bears won a game they shouldn't have won. But the Packers are 2-0. A top division wins against uh two division opponents. So, you know, obviously you can't start the season any better than 2-0. And these are two big wins uh to have on your side. Uh and I guess going into the week you have to be um feeling okay at least about a win, even though if it didn't go the way you thought it would. So, here we go. All right, let's it's move on. It's a typical Packers fans outlook. But yes, yes, that's <laughs> the way it should be. All right, moving on. More in the NFL. All right, other NFL models. Let's try to bring back our, uh, at least I had fun with it, uh, overreactions slash handing out some Skip Baylesses here. Um, a bit harder in week two, Marlo. Week one was a little bit more open. Yep. A little bit, uh, a little bit more fun to kind of uh, grab some weird things that happened in week one and uh, transform them into week two. But uh, I'm gonna go with uh, Jameis Winston versus Cam Newton. Marlo, which one do you think will be drafted first in the XFL draft next year? Wow. <laughs> which one would you take as the Houston Roughneck General Manager? Is that what their team is? I already forgot. Yeah, I forgot. it's the I LA Wildcats. Yeah, LA Wildcats. They get their first pick. Yeah, I assume Which... both these quarterbacks are going to be available. <laughs> uh, that's okay. a hot one. That's a wait. Is this one to five? One to five, right? One to skips. five. Yeah, that's a hot one. I'll give I'll give that one a good five skips. Yeah. Uh, but to answer your question, I think I'll, I, mm, I mean, I might take Winston. Yeah, I might take Winston in the XFL because he'll still turn around. Cam Newton looks broken; like yeah. he literally can't throw the ball. Uh, it's not running. They didn't. They had. A, I think they had. A, they had a fourth and one, and they didn't yeah. have Cam go for it, which is yeah. must be something weird. wrong there. That was weird. Uh, so yeah, or yeah. So anyways, go. I I probably go with Winston on that one. Nice. Yeah. Uh, this is obviously off of the uh, Thursday night game, Tampa Bay, twenty fourteen. Uh, not available on your local TV sets. Only on the NFL Network. Thank God we'd have to watch this because it sounded like it was brutal. Um, both of them finished with about uh, I guess fifty sixty percent uh, passer ratings. Or excuse me, completion percentages. I think it's a real chance Winston isn't in the NFL next year. I think Cam will be in the NFL, but I think it's yeah, a, a real MVP. I real. I think it's a real chance. He's a, he's a he won an MVP. The, I guess the year they went what they went the year they went to Super Bowl is MVP. Yeah, he was MVP. Okay, uh-huh. but I think there's a real chance Winston's not in the NFL next year. A real chance because I don't think it's possible. I, I don't think Tampa Bay's gonna keep him. I mean, he's a free agent after this year. Yeah. I don't think he's um, he's around. So that's my that's my my take was more so that Winston was going to go be a number one pick in both leagues, but then Cam was so bad that I, I threw him in there. Maybe <laughs> maybe a little unfair to Cam, but uh, Jameis Winston. Oof. At least he didn't throw it to the other team this game. 
Uh, all right, Marlo, that was mine. What, what do you got? Okay, so this one's going to hit close to home. Packers offense, everything is totally fine. Totally fine. Totally fine. LaFleur and Rodgers are all on the same page. Everything is flowing fine. They're 2-0. Everything is good. They're using wristbands. That's totally cool. Packers offense, everything is totally fine. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. Oh, man. This is... So, I'm... (laughs) I'm going to give it... So, I think there's... I think... Okay. How do I want to say this? General concept, it's like a two or a three. Because I think that they're... (laughs) The media is making smoke here. The media (laughs) is for sure. This is a Skip Bayless take to make smoke. So, maybe I'll give it a three because it's totally... The overreaction and the, like extent to which we are scrutinizing every Aaron Rodgers reaction and Matt LaFleur like looking like he's a rookie head coach like is ridiculous and it it just drives me nuts. They had a little like tiff on I think it was like a third and 15 type play and it seemed like Rodgers was upset with I don't know if it was the play call or uh, a route that was run or, or, or something like that but like that that is now like oh boy trouble in paradise type thing is is ridiculous. <laughs> Where there is a little bit of more of a fire is they did punt their last like ten possessions, and after looking amazing, I mean they came out twenty one point. Like I said earlier, I was feeling so great, and I was like oh my god we figured it out, and then it just stopped happening, <laughs> it stopped yeah. working out of nowhere. Um, and I know that teams make. Uh, adjustments and things but it just it's it was really weird that the way in which the game shifted i think it's for talking head three i'd say for like normal um what's actually happening uh a two two skip bales is there two skip bales all right all right all what's right. your take all right uh we saw two aging quarterbacks get hurt today drew Brees and ben roethlisberger and i'm here to say marlo this is <laughs> Not the last we'll see, but the last best we'll see of Drew Brees and Ben Roethlisberger. It's over for both of them. Both of them. All right. So what, it's not a season. The season hasn't started until Ben Roethlisberger gets hurt, right? Yeah. Quote, unquote. He hurt, <laughs> Quote, his, he hurt his elbow. He will be in a walking boot. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So uh, NFL season officially started. Especially yeah. in Pittsburgh. Ben is in a walking two. boot. Oh, and two Pittsburgh. Oh, and two Pittsburgh. Uh, <laughs> All right, but being over Drew Brees and so we're saying collectively it is over. They're over. For, Both these teams are missing the playoffs. Th- these two guys, it's over for their career. Woo! That's a hot one. This is hot. Okay, I'll, I'll get, I don't. <laughs> I believe this. I believe it's more. My first one is more likely than this one. <laughs> I don't know the extent of any of these injuries. I just know Drew Brees. Yeah. They both left the game with. Uh, Drew Brees had a thumb injury or hand injury? It, it was something. It was some finger. It was, yeah, I believe he, it was a finger, oh, but I don't he, know which one. He couldn't pick up a ball, and yeah. I don't know Ben's. I didn't see Ben's, but uh, it was an elbow, I heard. So I don't know how long they're yeah. out for. I'm just right. declaring their <laughs> just, careers just... over, effectively <laughs> over. All right. So, yeah, three and a half, three and a half skips. Three and a half skip Baylesses on this. Um, again, yeah, Ben, he's going to come back, whether it be effective or not. Yeah. Drew? Fingers, man, on a on your throwing hand, yeah. Especially if it's what I I think it might have been the the index finger, the oh, release finger. Okay. Yeah, I'm not positive. I'm again, this is clear speculation. Yeah. Uh, based on what I saw in the replay. Yep. 
yeah, that could be tough to come back. I know they some, sometimes they put splints and stuff on it, but I think you think this was Drew's last season, regardless. I don't know last season. I think that both these guys were on like regression watch. Yeah, right. Okay. Both these guys were oh, like, yeah, Ben, Ben for sure. They're getting up there. Ben looked awful week one. Uh, yep. Drew was fine week one, but like both these guys were like, mm, are they are they over the hill? Is this going to be the year? Because based on the kind of the Peyton Manning model, right? We expect that at some point it's just like the it's just going to fall up. It's just the bottom gonna, falls out. The bottom falls out. They're going to go off a cliff and their production is going to sink. And we saw the talk was that we might have saw a little bit of that in Drew Brees last year and Ben Roethlisberger this year. Maybe these injuries plus father time, maybe it's it. Who is undefeated. Father time undefeated, uh, unless your name is Drew Brees. Drew Brees is a 1-0 and against, or 43-0. and He's 43-0 and against father time. <laughs> Hasn't beaten him yet. Uh, 42. How old is Drew Brees? Or Tom Brady? I don't sorry. know. Oh, Tom Brady? It's yeah. 40. Yeah. Oh. Did you see the picture with him him juxtaposed with uh, 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 Minshew? Did you see no. this? No, so, I did not. Uh, oh, crap, I'm forgetting his name. Graham Minshew? He's 42. Graham Minshew. Uh, so there's a picture. Minshew looks like a chubby old man with a terrible mustache, and Tom Brady looks like a 22-year-old Justin Bieber. And they're like next to each other. It's like one of these guys is 23, one's 42. <laughs> it's an amazing graphic, um, but the Minshew train—that was a fun ride, right? That was Last a good. Week. That was a good half hour. Yeah. yeah. No, mm, it doesn't look so great. All right. Uh, <laughs> all, I, all I can say about the the Drew Brees, Ben Roethlisberger injuries, though, Brett Favre would have played through him. Oh yeah, he would. He, he's not missing those snaps. He's getting back out yeah. there. Yeah, he's yeah he's definitely getting back out there, chucking the ball up, getting a few more interceptions yeah. before he runs out. Setting those so. records. Setting those records. <laughs> there we go. All right. All right. All right, uh, one more. Yeah. All right, so this week, the Bills, off to a 2-0 start. They are going to dethrone the Patriots of the NFC East champions. AFCs. Yeah, AFCs. Um, It's over. Josh Allen has risen, and the Patriots are done. Yeah. That'd be great. Um, I give it four. It'd be five if the Patriots are like one and one. (laughs) <laughs> and the Bills were because there's just like it's just a little too hard to believe. It's a little, but if the Bills had like a game lead on the Patriots, oh my god, that would be amazing. Um, I wonder what the odds are. I'm curious what the odds are because the Bills have to have a softer schedule, right? Um, unfortunately, they have to play the Patriots twice. <laughs> but <Yeah. laughs> outside of that, their cross um, division, right? You know, matchups, strength of schedule, things have to be better. I'd like them to make the playoffs now starting on until I'll tell you that. Um, if that's available out there on the betting the betting lines. Um God, how fun would it be if the Bills finally won the AFCs? That'd be fun. So I give you, I give you four. I give you four for the right, audacity of the take. But uh you lose one because it's just a little it's a little too far fetched for me just because the Patriots uh mopped the floor with uh the Dolphins and the Steelers last week. So by the way, your dolphin, your take last week, Dolphins going to own 16 uh and yeah. 16 and 0. <laughs> it's looking better. It's <laughs> looking great. It's looking great. Holy cow. Um building off Dolphins your... are so bad. Oh my god. That's a whole yeah. And did you of... see the stadium? There's like three people there. I saw that uh who was 17 for the pitch? Was that Antonio Brown? I don't even know what number Antonio Brown is. A Patriots wide receiver scored a touchdown and like jumped into like the luxury seats, and there was nobody there. It was like a <laughs> kind of like, not like a Lambo leap because they were like he just like kind of fell over a wall. Um, yeah, and 
there was nobody there like to push him back or to celebrate with him. It looked weird. Uh, but I fortunately didn't watch any of that game. I just saw the kind of the kind of cut-ins. Um, yeah. But building up your bills to the AFC uh, East title, Marlo, I gotta yeah. I gotta return to the take that. Uh oh. All right. Here's the return segment. Um, take that. If you saw the interview that Josh Allen gave after the um, Bills beat the Giants, which we said last week was a battle for the state of New York, uh, mm-hmm. a reporter asked him, uh, you know, he, if how he would have felt he had a chance to go to New York, and uh, Josh Allen just goes, uh, "I'm in New York. I play in Buffalo." <laughs> <laughs> oh. And by the way, he has now beaten both New York teams. He is the king of New York, and that's got to so take that New York City. The outstate, what, what would people refer to it? The upstate, upstate, upstate New York. Upstate Yorkers. New York, yeah, yeah. Own that state football wise. Your team suck, uh, which they probably already knew. So Josh Allen and I say, take that New York City. And that was just an excuse to kind of dump on New York City. But it was, it's a great, it's a hilarious. <laughs> That's game. a good one. Yeah, but it's all facts. It's all they facts. beat Josh Allen. Not only is he the king of New York, he's the king of New Jersey too. All winning, the, winning all both the games stuff. in that stadium, whatever I forget it's called. Um, in the Meadowlands. MetLife. It's Boomer. MetLife, MetLife Stadium, yeah. All king the new, MetLife. New Mexico, king of that, too. He's yeah. got that, too. Are there other new ones? Who knows? Other states with you? <laughs> We're not sure. We're not sure. But he's, Josh Allen's the king of it if it has a new in front of it. Um, God, I feel like there's another. Mm, that's north. That's uh, fine. All, this, all, this, all those states that we said that had new. Because we named all of them. All right. Next week, Marlo. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Looking ahead. Looking, looking ahead. ahead here. Thursday night football. That was me hey, Casey, wake up. That was me falling asleep. It is the Jaguars versus the Titans. Probably the worst matchup you could pick. Uh, thankfully, it's only on NFL Network. So this is the last one, Marlo. I looked it up. The last one that we won't be able to, us normal people, won't be able yep. to watch. It's the last one on NFL Network only. Which, why do they do this? What's even the point? I don't know. Like, I, is yeah. that, is, was Tampa Bay Carolina going to get people to subscribe to the NFL Network? <laughs> right, yeah. If you're only, if you're gonna try to sequester these NFL the games, games on Thursday yeah. night and the only NFL networks, you pick North Carolina, Tampa, and yeah. <laughs> and I mean, the Titans and, and the Jacks. I mean, yeah, nice. That's I'm yeah. running. I'm I'm yeah. getting on the phone right yeah. now. I need this network. I need Calling it in my life. up Directv, <laughs> getting that NFL network. Uh, I mean, I to be fair. I'm kind of interested in it, but it's a really bad matchup, and um, I, I don't know. It's boring. Um, let's move on. All right. Uh, next yeah. week, uh, I think the key matchup, the one that, that we circled, Marlo, it's the battle yes. for the future of what the NFL quarterback will look like. Lamar Jackson's Baltimore Ravens against, uh, what's his name? Patrick Mahomes. Patrick <laughs> Mahomes. Yeah. City Chiefs, who played one quarter today. He played one quarter through four touchdowns, and like, I'm good. Um, yeah, what a jerk! By the way, way to mess up. Like you, I could have been. Uh, I'm gonna win anyways. But what a <laughs> jerk for not padding my fantasy team with more stats after that first quarter. Jerk. Yeah. Get back in the game and start and play football. Is what you're paid for. Or maybe hot. Don't take. make me bench you. This is what him and Aaron Rodgers did. They just did enough. They just <laughs> knew how many points they had to get. They did it, and then they didn't want to show anything more, and they just coasted the rest of the game. Um, Baltimore and Kansas City both two and zero. Uh, Baltimore obviously beat the Living Sox out of the Dolphins in Week One. Had a much closer, I think, than expected game against the Cardinals today. I I went into that game at least expecting them to win, not as easily as they did against the Dolphins because the Dolphins are possibly the worst team we've ever seen. Um, but 
at least win handily, and it was close. Or maybe the Cardinals just make it close at the end. I don't know. That's maybe a, a different conversation. Uh, and, and Kansas City was down early, but then we said had the comeback. I don't know if you call it a comeback in the first half, but went ahead and, and stayed ahead easily. Uh, two 2-0 teams, maybe two of the best teams in the AFC, out, uh, two of the three best teams, let's say that, in the AFC. It's a pretty good game. Pretty good game. Yeah, I'm excited. You know, I don't think... Is there... So what else, it's so hard to think of uh, Baltimore as an offensive team. Cause yeah. I'm, you know, from those times where it was always Baltimore. Baltimore had these great defenses. Yep. Uh, now we got the Lamar Jacksons of the world. Uh, focus on the offense. Excited to see. I, I, was, I hope I hope it's one of those games where points are scored, right? Like the Kansas City-LA game last year um, that we can just talk about as a bad defense or great offense, blah, blah, blah. I just want to see I just want to see these guys go off and just have, uh, you know, an all-out uh, if we were playing, we were playing Madden 2020 against each other with yeah, with rookie receivers. I mean DBs <laughs> and and going after that. So I'm excited for that game. Yeah, to be to be fair, Lamar Jackson Salant today was unconscious. He was uh, threw for 272 yards with two touchdowns, and he ran for 120 yards as Jeez. well. Marla, how much? How long are we gonna have to go with every time Lamar Jackson throws a touchdown or has a nice throw? We have to go. Mm-hmm. He's a quarterback. He's a quarterback. See, he's not just a runner. We knew. It's ridiculous that anybody would ever suggest that he was should be anything other than a quarterback. How long is this going to last? Oh, man. Forever? I, is I, it a forever? God. It could be forever. It's I'm, definitely the rest of the season. I'm already sick of it, and he's played the two worst teams in the NFL. <laughs> <laughs> like, let's wait until he... If he... If he do, uh, Kansas City defense sucks, so it's not even that. Like, let, If he does it against Pittsburgh defense or something, like... I'm not saying he shouldn't be quarterback, but like... My God, we're like acting like it was ridiculous to say like he hey, when he was at Louisville, he struggled with his accuracy. If that got better, fantastic. That's what's supposed to happen. But that doesn't discount the concerns you had about his accuracy at Louisville. What we just live in it's the dichotomy, Marla. It's the dichotomy of the sports world, and we're just living in it, and it frustrates the crap out of me sometimes. All right. God, but 120 yards of rushing on 16 carries. He carried the ball like three times last week. That's crazy that they changed it up. Uh, for this game. Um, the Sunday night game next week, Rams-Browns. I suppose Sunday night you're supposed to be more excited for that. Um, yeah. I think going into the season, this was a really exciting game. But for some reason, I feel I don't feel so excited about it, Marlo. Uh, yeah, because we're still... I mean, the Browns haven't played this week. They play Monday night. Yeah. So there's two prime times in a row. We're still with that sad, sour taste in our mouth from the Browns play, like just not looking good after having all the hype all summer. And then the Rams, they haven't really. I mean, they've they're two and zero. I believe, yeah, they're two and zero. Yeah. Uh, but they haven't really had that. They haven't had that offensive performance that we've that we got used to last year. So it's kind of it just seems ho hum, ho hum. Yeah. yeah, and this should be you know two young quarterbacks. It should be a, a shootout. It should be a good game. But I just like like I said, and like you were explaining, like it just seems like eh. I mean, I'll watch it. Don't get me wrong. I'll, I'll record the podcast yeah. during it and, and follow it. But uh, <laughs> and then I'll watch the second half. But. Um, I just feel like it. Sh- I should be more except for the game, and for some reason, I'm not. And then we talked about earlier. Your Bears are on Monday night. Um, I just, I don't know. It'll be interesting because I think Washington sucks, and you should win that they game. Do. And hopefully, I guess for your sake, Trubisky finally does something. Otherwise, <laughs> yeah. Otherwise, otherwise, I think we're gonna have to have some some real questions because um, that Washington defense looks really bad. <laughs> really bad through through two weeks. I mean, granted, 
they gave up 32 points to the Eagles and 31 points to the Cowboys. It'd be interesting. Yeesh. It'd be interesting if you go in with another 14 point game or something. Then that's what's gonna happen. You're gonna, I, I think you're gonna win 14 to 13 next week, and I'm gonna <laughs> lose my mind. That'll be fun. <clears throat> All right. Anything we'll else in the in the NFL? Uh, let's see if we can grab any hot takes quick from the Eagles game. Uh, Atlanta's are up. Atlanta's up ten to three. Hmm. Almost nice. halftime. Almost halftime. How about that? Um, all right, NFL. Anything else? No, I think that's it. Not much else. Giants suck. I say oh, uh, Antonio Brown got a touchdown. Did he? Good for him. Yeah. He got a touchdown. That's yeah. Weird. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, it was weird that yeah. they said. So the Patriots. Uh, this is all I'll say about it. The Patriots said, "If we had would have known, we would have done something differently." And then they knew, and then played him anyway. Right. Like that seems weird. It, yeah. It seems hypocritical to say, uh, I, I'm not saying they should have benched him or not. I don't, I don't really know. I kind of, I don't want to say I don't care, but it's the Patriots or whatever. Um, right. I feel, but like they said, if we had known that this was out there, we would have done something different and they had opportunity to do something different and they didn't do it. Very weird. Um, yeah. I don't also, know. Also from that game, Saw a shot of Kraft in his box. And you know how he's usually all buttoned up, got the tie with his, with the French cuffs, the the red, the blue, the blue, blue button down French cuffs. Yeah. You know, usually, yeah. uh, you know, it's, it seems like he was a little relaxed back mm. in Miami. Yeah. Hmm? Mm-hmm. Back in mm-hmm. Miami. Shirt was untucked. Ooh. Uh, <laughs> seemed a little free flowing. I don't know if he went for a little halftime. Yeah. Um, yeah. Check his, check his get calendar, the, see get what his the, other appointments were. Yeah, what the other appointments were. Getting the knots out, so all to right. speak. There we go. Yeah. All right. All right. That's an, that's all I got in the NFL. All right. We dragged you down pretty low there. Let's go to college football, Marlo. <laughs> sure not right. to get into Let's any uh, shenanigans here. College football is back. Let's look back at last week first, Marlo, what we got right. And I think both of us got our upsets right, even though only one of us did. Um, <laughs> I'll, take, I'll go first because I got my oh. actually right. Arizona State. Just dominates the Big Ten and dominates Michigan State. Uh, now four and one uh, in their last five. Uh, this one in Michigan State. This was an ugly game. I wrote down that even if Michigan State won, I was going to say that I got the upset right because the game was so bad. Because I was upset watching it because the game sucked so much. Um, that is Michigan. Michigan State sucks. I'm sorry. I don't care. I don't, I'm not even giving them a chance. They they're just not good. And, and don't give me this. They have a good defense. Though. They yeah. don't. They're just they're just a bad football team. <laughs> and their warts think- are going to come out in the in the Big Ten. And it's just going to be. And I don't know. Antonio is he's, he's probably still going to survive because they'll come yeah. back next year and have like a 12 win season. But they just suck right now. They they are really bad. Their offense was really bad. Uh, they showed a stat. Uh, Arizona State and Wisconsin were the only two whatever teams who haven't scored um haven't given up points in the first three quarters and i was like well yeah well, what about that what about that fourth quarter what about because the fourth quarter wisconsin has <laughs> not given up points in the fourth quarter arizona state has and they did again um but they came back and beat michigan uh i totally forgot that herm edwards was the coach of arizona state <laughs> last week i totally forgot that and then i'm watching the game and freaking marvin lewis is on the sideline <laughs> He's like a consultant. To, is he really? Yeah, I didn't. <laughs> I don't think he's like an assistant coach. I didn't. I meant to go back. This is me being a professional. I meant to go back yeah. and look at what his official title was. But they made it sound like he was like a consultant, just like a friend hanging around, <laughs> giving advice to Herm Edwards. Um, 
which I don't know if you want, I guess, maybe. Mm. Uh, but that was weird seeing those two old guys on the Arizona State sideline. I totally forgot that he was there, and I was surprised Marvin Lewis was there. But Michigan State does lose, and I'm with you. Their offense looked totally terrible. And maybe Arizona State's defense is good, but Arizona State hasn't played anybody side Michigan State, so I don't know how good that defense is. <sighs> I, it'll be interesting to see what Michigan State does for sure, but I'm with you that they aren't good. Um, and, Marlo, you took your upset was Kentucky over Florida. It didn't win, but... At the same time, like I think the Bears lost today. I think <laughs> I think Kentucky won yesterday. Yeah, that was uh, that was crap. They had that game. I I probably put the jinx on them because I didn't start watching that until what's the starting quarterback of Florida went out. Yeah, and that that's kind of when the that was brutal. I, that was ugh, ugh, that was nasty. Um, but that's when Kentucky, I mean that's when Florida started to make their comeback. Yeah, and kind of the same thing. They didn't score since that point. And yeah, so Kentucky had it. They were yeah, they were beating them. And but Florida still Florida yeah, they missed a field goal. Jeez, a lot of field goals. That Michigan State was a lot of field lot of field goal drama (laughs) going on this week. Uh, but yeah, I thought I thought I had this outright. Thought I had it outright. Thought Kentucky had upset outright. Uh, they didn't have cover. But what I do take away from it is Florida still sucks. Not sucks. I shouldn't say that. But they're not a top ten team. I'm sorry. They're yeah, way ranked way too high. I have way too much hype. They are not that good. Yeah, no, I totally agree. It was, I felt like they were lucky to to win this game. I felt they were lucky to be even be in it, um, being down early. Uh, and they have wins over uh, again. Kentucky won this in my book, so they have a win over a really bad Miami team uh, to be top ten and to have the performance they had. Uh, I guess you can't fault them for losing their quarterback as a gruesome injury, but like he wasn't. It sounds bad because you're saying he wasn't playing well, and. No. Um, that's the guy they chose to go with. So I don't know. We'll see. I don't think they're good. And this will take away. I think it was still the right call, Marlo, on your upset pick. Uh, what we got yep. wrong, both our game of the weeks were wrong, I think, just because <laughs> the game of the weeks kind of sucked. Uh, you took Clemson Syracuse. It was not a game. No. Uh, Clemson ended up winning 41-6. to um, I tuned out somewhere in the th- in the 20 range, 20-something um, range. It uh, wasn't even a game. Yeah, not even close. My bad. I think um, another thing I got wrong. I think I said I think I said something about Indiana giving Ohio State a game. Yep. <laughs> got that completely got wrong. That wrong. Yeah, well, I didn't put that in the notes, Marlo, so you didn't have to bring it up. Nobody. Yeah, really well, I I, I was honest. really. I'm just trying to be. I'm just yeah, yeah. trying to be honest here. I want to be accountable. We're an accountable podcast, unless we meaningly uh, <laughs> very accountable and relatable. Yep. Um, yeah, Syracuse. The whole talk was, hey, they just overlooked Maryland. Uh, who we'll get to in a little bit, but they just overlooked oh, Maryland. Yeah. They're a better team than this. Uh, no, they're not. <laughs> they got, they're crap handed to them by a very good mm-hmm. Clemson team. Uh, and I'll give my game of the week last week. I didn't do much better, Marlo. It was a close game. I guess the end was entertaining. You'd say I picked Iowa, yeah. Iowa State. Um, I get. There's three hours of lightning delay, and he just who can sit through that? I mean, my God, what a boring game, of, game, boring game of the week. Like I said, it was close at the end. Iowa ended up holding on uh, to get the victory, but if you s- tried to watch that game the whole way through, which I did, I guess, but I was kind of bouncing around, it was a slog, and it was long, and it was not enjoyable um, for that, but uh, it was entertaining at the end, I guess, so Iowa, I, say, I think I, I'm still giving myself I got that wrong for that game of the week, so we're going to try to do better this week here, but... Uh, we got a little bit of, before we get to that next week, who's back, who's not, Marlo? Who's back? Who you got? 
Who's back? US UFC, the University of Central Florida. Yeah. Making their 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 neck their second national title run mm-hmm. uh, after upsetting Stanford. Beat down of Stanford. Crush Stanford. Crushing Stanford. Not even a chance, Stanford. Yeah. Pac twelve. Because Pac twelve is back, right? Didn't we call them back? Uh <laughs> no, we I don't think <laughs> but, we ever said Pac twelve back. We but anyway. But yeah, but yeah. University of Central Florida national title run. Here we go. Yeah. They uh the UCF Knights won forty-five to twenty-seven. The uh, win probability thing is essentially a straight line for <laughs> for the Knights. Uh, I think Stanford's just bad. I'm I'm worried. Stanford's just really really bad uh, because last week uh, they were featured in the Who's Back because USC kicked the crap out of them. Uh, so we said USC's back. Hint: They're not. And. Uh, <laughs> Now we're saying UCF's back because they beat Stanford. I think Stanford's just bad, and that's what we learned. Uh, Marlon, oh, I, got, I love college football. My, <laughs> just my connected who, all the dots. <laughs> my who's back. Uh, all the favorites, Marlo. All the favorites this week. Everyone we thought who's going to be in the playoffs is going to be in the playoffs, and why do we even do this? Uh, Clemson <laughs> crushed Syracuse. We talked about Alabama beat uh, South Carolina, was it? Even yeah, though, South Carolina. Even though they lost at South Carolina like a decade ago, so it's amazing that they were able to do, go there and win. Whew, thank God. Um, Ohio State beat the crap out of Indiana, you mentioned, and Oklahoma beat the crap out of UCLA, who wasn't back. Um, favorites rolled. Favorites rolled, and they yeah. rolled big. Um, those teams are back. I am very worried about Ohio State in the Big Ten. Very worried. Yeah, they look um, good. Very worried about... I mean, you get outside of that. Those To me, those... Are are the teams to beat? Uh, we'll get into a little bit more. Um, I think in the game of the week, we'll have a little bit to say about some teams who want to jump into this mix. But right now, these look like the best teams, and they for sure look like this week. So I'm saying, who's back? All the favorites. Um, so what what are we even talking about here? What are we even talking mm. about here? All right, Marl, who's not uh, Maryland? We said they were back last week. We have Duh, two, we, we, we have said they were so back. We they have, were so back. Two teams who went from who's back to who's not this week. <laughs> it happens fast. College football happens to you fast, Marlo. And here it is. Maryland loses to Temple. Um, they went down in the fourth quarter, about seven minutes left, had two and goal opportunities that went to fourth and goal, and they failed on both of them to convert, losing, uh, losing in the process to a probably not good Temple team, 20 to 17. Yeah. Um, at least we know they're not coached by Manny Diaz, who went back to Miami. I don't know who their current right. coach is, but I know it's not Manny Diaz. Uh, this is the fifth time in a row they've lost as a ranked team. Maryland. Uh, tough for them. They're not back, Marlowe. Um, no. They were the number one scoring offense in the country going into that game yeah. and managed 14, was 14 Se- points. They got 17 points. 17 points. But it was, it was, they had two at halftime. Yeah, that's what it was. Two at halftime, which obviously wasn't from offense. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, Maryland, they had it, but now they're not back. Fifth time, fifth time. That's, that's gonna be such a roller coaster for a Maryland fan. Like, finally ranked. Go. You know we're we gonna go. lose. Let's go. Um, I still, to be fair, it will be interesting to see how they fare in Big Ten if they are able to give any of the uh, you know the higher ranked teams uh, within their division a run. Uh, I feel less confident about it now, obviously. Than I did a week ago. Yeah, I'll still take my take. Maryland's going to beat Ohio State. That's a great take. Sit on that. <laughs> That's a great take to sit on because what do you, yeah. if you're wrong, what? Who cares? Like, 
you picked Maryland over Ohio State. They're probably going to be yeah. like seventeen point underdogs. Uh, all right, uh, my not my my not back, Marlon, Nebraska. Now you say that's weird. They won forty four to zero over Northern Illinois. Yeah. When I wrote this, I f- forgot they won by that big of a margin. But <laughs> the reason they're not back is because this game wasn't on Fox. It wasn't on the Fox Sports Network one. It wasn't on Fox Sports Network two. It was on the Fox Business Channel, Business Network, <laughs> which I'm not even sure I get. I didn't turn on to it because apparently they're winning by a lot. Who knows? But <laughs> they're the Fox Business Network. This is the Nebraska Mar, though. This is a marquee program, or is it because they're on the Fox Business Network? Get on here, Nebraska. You're not bad because you're on the Fox Business Network. Uh, during the game, they had yeah. a stock crawl going around the bottom. <laughs> Wasn't that game at night? No, it was an afternoon game. It was an afternoon game. It was an okay. Afternoon game. It was. It was ki- because uh, the Iowa Iowa State game was. Yeah, it was delayed. delayed so they yeah. so they put that on Fox Sport One. Then they bumped everything back. A channel Fox business that, because they put well, whatever was, was on. Who's Fox the Who's the guy that's like actually at home watching Fox Business Sports Network and then mad because there's football on. Yeah. You know there's someone out there. It's <laughs> just mad. It's like football shows up and you're like, where's my business shows? Yeah, this is where I have my hot stock picks. <laughs> That's hilarious. That guy. Hopefully he's not a Nebraska fan. That's great. Uh, all right. Not back because of that. Mm. I, they won. They looked good. But <laughs> I wanted to yeah. poke fun at Yeah, their offense showed up. Offense poke showed fun up. at that. All right. Not back, Marlo. This Northern is... Iowa. Northern, Northern Illinois. Northern Illinois. Congratulations. Congrats. Yeah. Uh not back, Marlo. B- uh, BYU. BYU's back. USC, uh, who we had back last week because they crushed Stanford, as I mentioned earlier. They're not back now, who beat BYU. I can't even remember the last time that BYU beat a prominent program in an important football game. Nope. I can't remember this can't at remember, all. Can't remember I, it all. Definitely not just a blind spot that I'm trying not to bring up, a hurt <laughs> emotional feeling that I have that I'm not bringing up that's not happening right now. BYU yep. first win against a Power 5 program in a long time. Congratulations, BYU. You're back. USC's not. Uh, they lost in over, uh, not overtime, I thought it was overtime, but they lost 30-27 uh, to, uh, to, to BYU. So there you go. USC no longer back. Um, Pac-12, <laughs> tough. Looks, right. It's a tough look. Yeah. Pac-12, I don't, is Pac-12 ever going to make a college playoff? Oh no! They did make one once, and then they got killed. Yeah. But ever again, ever again, <laughs> ever again. I, I mean, know. we'll talk about it a little in a little bit, and I think this could be very telling in our in our upset alert next week. But let's just say BYU is going to play a factor in that. Um, I was excited, Marlo. I, I'm going to admit it. I was excited for USC to be back. I was excited for I yeah. Think I, was, I was excited. We talked about for, it last week. We were really for, excited. Like meaningful late night, like. That excitement, and I think it. I think it might be gone. They. Um, we'll save it. We'll save it for upset alert. Let's go. Let's All right. On to it. All right. Next week, we're looking ahead. Next week, the big one. Um, Game of the week. I think for us, and I think it should be for college football. It's not for college football, but it will be for us. Wisconsin hosts Michigan. Uh, <clears throat> I. I don't want to do this thing, Marlo, but I want to take you on a trip to. Th- speaking of things we're trying to memories we're trying to suppress. All right. Uh, last year, we still had all the hope. A lot of hope. A lot of hope. Sure, we lost to a team we might have mentioned earlier that we're not talking about. Um, but we traveled to Michigan and just get it handed to us. Um, <sighs> brutal. 38-13. Um, that was the bad. En- the end I, think of- every, I think every quarterback on Michigan's roster had a touchdown. No, well, <laughs> maybe. 
Uh, <laughs> no throwing touches, all rushing touchdowns. Uh, I think this is the end of the Alex Horny Brook. This was for sure the end of the uh, Horny for Heisman, but I think was the yeah. end of his tenure. He uh, was awful. Seven for 20 for 100 yards, one touchdown, two interceptions. Most of that, as you talked in the pre-show, uh, coming in. Uh, stoppage, stoppage time, garbage time, garbage uh, time. Yeah, a little bit of soccer seeping in there. Um, <laughs> and I can honestly admit this. Uh, so, personal experience, Marlo. I was driving my family from Arizona to Las Vegas, like through the hills and the mountains <laughs> over there. And I'm listening to this game, and I was never more happy to not watch a better football game <laughs> than I was in this. My family had stopped to eat lunch. We watched. It, the same day we watched the Brewers lose to uh, the Dodgers in game two of the NLCS and the Brewers had the lead and would have gone up two to zero against the Dodgers and they gave it away two runs in seven, two runs in the eighth uh, to lose four to three uh, to the Dodgers. So we're already in bad mood. We get back in the car. We're like, all right, we're going to listen to this. And it was uh, 13 to seven. I think we got into, we, we parked at, um, the Bellagio, because we wanted to see the stupid fountain. <laughs> so we yeah. get out of the car. It's certain are I'm walking through the you know the endless casino that it is. Oh no, it, we were in uh, Paris. Uh, we parked in the Paris parking lot, um, and we're walking through this. And I'm like looking at the TV, and every time I catch a TV, we're down by more or down by more. And I was like, never more happy to not watch. So that was last year, Marlo. Anyway, bring it back to this year. What are we what are we looking for this year? Wisconsin's uh favored by three. I thought the I saw the line open up at Michigan favored by one. Wisconsin now favored by three with the home field advantage, more or less of a pick 'em game. Um I think we just don't know what to expect out of uh Michigan. We didn't easily over team they should be, and then uh struggling against an army uh team last year who you might want to touch on, and then Wisconsin just obliterating teams that they maybe should obliterate, but at, at least win, if not obliterate. So now we're going to this. Uh, what are you looking for out of Michigan in this game? Yeah, yeah. so out of Michigan, um, I think one of the what things... You, was that? What are you watching for, I guess? Not what are you... you what, what are we looking to see out of Michigan? What are we worried yeah. about? Uh, well, I'm worried about their I mean, their offense. If their offense is supposedly start clicking, if they, had, they use this bye week that they had to mm-hmm. get things, quote-unquote, right, um, on the offensive side and, and really get things rolling, rolling and see like where we came from. As you said, we they struggled against Army, um, and that was, you know, made, had all the feel-goods last week, and then I was reminded that Army took uh, Oklahoma last year to overtime, yep. and Oklahoma won, and we saw what happened to them the rest of the season. They were just fine, and they went to the playoffs. Yeah, they so did okay. yep. they did all right. So I knew Army plays a different style. You know, they kind of sneak up on anyone. So, yeah, just looking to see where their offense is. And, I mean, I, I have all the trust in the world in their defense, so get me wrong. But at the same time, you know, it's Michigan. They have athletes. If they if they put the offensive side together, it could be scary. Yeah, that's – I'm kind of dialed in on the same thing. You know, we – this is year two of Shea Patterson. And, I, obviously, we talked about the offense that they put up last year against Wisconsin. But – it's just kind of been like he's here and he's a talented quarterback. He's here. He's there in Michigan. He's a talented quarterback. We're just waiting for it to happen for him. Uh, and this year we thought it was going to be with their new offensive coordinator that their offense is going to take a step. It hasn't taken that step. And I guess the hope is that it won't next week and they'll just be stuck in you know second gear or whatever they're in and they won't be able to, to do that. The fear is they flip that switch. They figure that offensive out. It all starts clicking. And we talked about last week how we are a little bit worried that uh, 
the bye week came between their last game, their first two games, and this game. We would have loved to catch him. I think we would have loved to catch him last week or this week, I guess, when they were struggling or when they had questions. Maybe they have a week to to figure that out. Uh, you think you figure the defense is going to be there? Um, I'm interested to see how their defense holds up because it seemed like Army was able to move the ball on them without having a real passing uh, effort on their on Army side. Um, so if Army can be physical physical against this Michigan defense. Hopefully, our offensive line can be as well. That's where we struggled last year uh, in the in the trenches against Michigan's physicality. Looking for Wisconsin Marlowe, I'm just looking to see if this. I mean, if things can continue, I just want to see things continue. I'm not expecting a shutout. I'm not expecting you know the margin of victory, but can we continue to see the Jack Cone that we've seen these first at least last week? Right, the passes he was able to make last week. Are we able to see the offense create the opportunities for Jonathan Taylor that we've seen? Can the defense hold up? Can we keep this going? Because, God, I feel like I, I feel like we're right on the edge of something great, and this game will kind of tell us if that will be the case or not. And that's a lot of pressure to put on this, and I've already stressed myself out just saying that out loud. <laughs> but I think that's where we're at. Like, if we win this game and look good, we're talking about a different season than we were talking about two weeks ago yeah i can agree with that uh going a little deeper into the offense i'm curious i'm looking to see if we as far as the play calling goes stay with that game plan i think as we last year i think i remember being frustrated that we went away from jonathan taylor even though he was averaging like seven yards a carry for some Mm -hmm. reason um but i mean are we with jonathan taylor being able to come out the backfield um and catch balls the first two games we've expanded that playbook i'm looking to see that if we're going to keep that style, yep. uh, I hope we do. That's what I'm really saying is we better do that and not kind of revert and go back into a shell to a team that we're, we're not – try to do things that we're not good at and just keep doing the things we're great. Yeah, it'll be nice to have Cephas back this year, open it up uh, yeah. a, a little bit more. It does seem like we have a v- more varied offense that can make us a little bit more predictable. And I'm honestly, you can't get worse than Horny Brick was last year. So – uh, there we go. That's uh, I think the report predictions tomorrow. Any any I don't know. Do you want to pick the game? What do you want to What do you want to do? Here? I can't. I'm too, I'm too nervous. Too much. Yeah, it's too much. I don't want to. I don't want to put any sort of. I don't want to put anything on the internet that can put pressure on this game. I know it sounds silly. But Even though I just did because I said it, <laughs> if we win, it could be something special. <laughs> yeah, I think look at that. It's a big game. Uh, very. I'm I'm excited. I like when Wisconsin plays Michigan. It feels big. It's not as uh, I feel like when Wisconsin plays Ohio State, it's over the top a bit, right? Like that's yes. obviously the most the game. game. Uh, but when Wisconsin plays Michigan, it feels like these are two teams that I know Michigan fans would not agree with this, but are about the same, right? Mm-hmm. If you go back the last ten years, Wisconsin and Michigan are probably about the same program. Yep. And this kind of says which one of these two teams is going to be the second best team. This sounds so stupid to say, but which one of these two teams is going to be the second best team? Ohio State's going to be the year in and year out. Ohio State's going to has been the best team the last ten years, right? Which team's yep. going to be that other team? Is it going to be Wisconsin? Is it going to be Michigan? It's not Nebraska. It's going to be one of these. <laughs> and this game, I don't know. Maybe I'm thinking about it too simplistically, but like. That's how this game feels, and I'm not saying that we can't beat Ohio State. I'm not saying that that the result of this game means, but the past recent memory has been that's the hierarchy of the Big Ten, and if we want to be a you know playoff contender, if we want to be a something special team, we have to beat Michigan. And uh, 
it's always yeah it's interesting to play them because you kind of get that kind of edge to it yeah i think when the schedule came out i knew we knew that this year schedule was tougher than last yeah, year's and yeah, we circled tough. michigan ohio state michigan state yep. scratch michigan state it's garbage so we have michigan and michigan and ohio state so this is the first big test and it's like yep. if we can get over this like you said then we that know we something. have something rolling we have something rolling so like that this is the something. first sign if that's gonna happen points per game allowed wisconsin zero that looks great that's fucked <laughs> that's that's sorry that's amazing all right yeah. uh not wisconsin games tomorrow games of the week possibilities um, I got two here. I guess let's. So the earlier game is Auburn, Texas A&M, an SEC game. Still feels weird uh, having um, A&M in the SEC. Uh, ninth, eighth ranked Auburn Tigers. That's generous. And they got Bo. Yeah, and seventeenth ranked A&M. Uh, that's the earlier game. Uh, but I, I guess let's talk about this in juxtaposed to uh, the real game of the week. And I think we both have this circled as yep. the game of the week. Uh, night game on CBS. Notre Dame uh, going down to Georgia. Um, there was a devil goes down to Georgia line there, and I just couldn't. I just couldn't connect the dots. Marlo, Notre Dame going down <laughs> to Georgia. Um, so, if you're listening out there, think of a joke that goes with that kind of thing and <laughs> and run with it and uh, do better than me. Um, that's the end of the week. I think kind of last week when you talked to I think we circled Texas A&M when they played Clemson and just kind of said we're not really going to learn a lot out of this game. Yeah. Right? Auburn and A&M the numbers look good, right? It's 8 versus 17. Looks like two top SEC teams. But realistically, this is the third and fourth or third and fifth whatever SEC teams. Right. I'm not yeah. going to learn a whole lot in the grand <laughs> scheme of college football landscape about this game. Yeah, no one has Texas A&M over Alabama, over Georgia. Yeah, over your uh, Florida Gators. Over the Florida, yeah, over Florida okay. Gators. Like, okay, so definitely Florida's definitely not on the top. So these are probably yeah. third and fourth best teams. Yeah, this is this is this is like you could put like you call us the Pretender Bowl, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, they're highly ranked. Yeah, they're in the SEC, but eh, are they really going to do anything? Probably not. Probably not. I mean, maybe Auburn beats Alabama in the Iron Bowl. That's always a toss up, but. Yeah, I, I just don't think you're gonna learn. I don't think you're gonna see any of these teams in the playoffs, kind of or vying for the playoffs, that sort of thing. They're two very good teams. It should be an interesting game. I just, I like something about Jimbo Fisher. I don't know what it is. I I didn't like him at Florida State, but now that he's at A and M, maybe I just think like A and M's a more unassuming team. So like I like his kind of shtick a little bit better out there. But I, I like rooting for him. Um, at A and M, and that's probably because they haven't ever done anything. So, um, I'll be watching. I'll be watching. Obviously, I'll be watching, but I'll be following along for that. Um, but Notre Dame, Georgia is the big one because this is the playoff implication one. This is the one that you go. This is a marquee game. You circle and go. We won that game, therefore we should be in the playoffs to get in those favorites I mentioned under the Clemson's, Alabama, Ohio State, Oklahoma. I think those guys, those teams, are in the driver's seats. The winner of this is also in the driver's seat. Notre Dame versus Georgia. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, especially especially Notre Dame because Notre yep. Dame just always needs that one. If they have that one mark you in in prime time, then it's it's pretty much over. They're just going to the playoffs. Yeah. All um, all the broad all all the broadcasters and and everybody just can't control themselves anymore. Um, they have a to be fair. Never mind. I looked at their schedule. It looked tougher a week ago. <laughs> Because <laughs> the USC game doesn't look as tough. The Stanford game looks not at all as tough. Uh, they really just have this in Michigan. Yeah. So, yeah. big game for Notre Dame. Um, obviously, Georgia can lose this and still get back in, but that means they have to beat Alabama. They have to win the rest of the SEC. But 
a huge game, and honestly, I'm just glad it's it's here. Like we don't, this game doesn't have to happen, right? Yeah, no, it does not. But we get it, and it's definitely the marquee game. Um, I think we'll learn more about Notre Dame than we will Georgia, because I think everybody thinks or knows Georgia's good. But if Notre Dame can win this, then they for sure deserve their top ten ranking that they currently have. But I'm excited for it. I'm excited for it. Game of the week for sure. We'll both circle. We'll get for sure circle both of us. I think game of the week there. Are uh, you taking a team? Are you taking one? Notre Dame oh, or Georgia? I'm gonna, oh, I'm not going to root for Notre Dame. My God, I'll take Georgia. <laughs> I'll take Georgia. I'll take Georgia as well. I'm trying to think who I who Notre Dame would have to play for me to root for Notre Dame. It's mm, it's tough. Like if they were playing Alabama in the playoff, it's yeah. still it's still tough, and I should my. Normal rooting says root for not Alabama because they win too much, but Notre Dame's always tough. I got I get it. Like I talked about earlier, I get things from my dad. Rooting against Notre Dame is one thing I get from my dad. Just he hated them because you know him growing up, they they won all the time. So that boiled down to me. So uh, I still hate Notre Dame. All right, upseller. Well, let's put some teams on upseller. I'll go first. Here we go. All right. I said they were back. Now I, <laughs> uh, now I said they're not. Now I'm saying they are going to upset. Utah. That's right. USC. I'm putting, I guess I'm putting Utah on upset alert. I'm putting Utah on upset alert. They're traveling down to, down to USC, uh, to the Coliseum. Um, this is really Utah's only tough game. <laughs> they have an incredibly, uh, I don't want to say easy schedule. It's an easy schedule because the Pac 12 sucks. It's garbage. So, um, I, I shouldn't. Mm, I sh- shouldn't say they have an easy schedule. They play who they play, but this seems like the most difficult game. Everybody's really high on Utah. They weren't great last week. Um, I think I'm trying to pull it up here. I didn't have it up. Great radio. Here we go. And still don't have it. And one more <laughs> click. Excellent. Never mind. They beat Ida. Maybe I had to say it 31 to 0. They were nice. really good last week. They played a team that didn't matter. Um, I still believe in USC, Marlo. That's what it takes. So, yeah, you had them back. You have them not back. So now they're going to be back next they're gonna week. They're going to be they're, back. Uh, they upset Utah. I just I just want it to happen, I guess. Uh, Utah's schedule, the other ranked teams on their schedule include versus Washington State, who's ranked, versus Arizona State, who's for some reason ranked now, <laughs> versus Cal, who's for some reason ranked, and at Washington. And those are their ranked opponents. The Pac-12 is weak. This is the chance for Utah to lose, and that's why I'm circling it. Because otherwise, I think they could run the slate, and then they're in the playoffs, and that just feels really weird for that to be the scenario. Um, so I'm going from a half. I can't imagine Utah running the slate, <laughs> and this is, I think, their toughest game. Um, and half, I want USC to be back. So watch out, Utah. You're an upset oh, alert. Upset alert. All right, upset alert. I got. I'm putting Washington on upset alert. All right. Washington is going to be... We're all over Pac-12 being upset. This is your your home of the Pac-12 right here. All right. Washington on... Washington, we should put Pac-12 on upset alert. Uh, We got got Washington going to BYU, who just took out USC at home. So we got Washington coming in time. Not sure. Yeah, but so... Unclear. But BYU... Upset alert over Washington. I think uh, uh, BYU is playing really well right now. Washington is, eh, it's so-so for Pac-12 play. And, yeah, BYU is just riding high off that USC win. I think they're going to come back and and, and put it to to Washington. 
Yeah, again, BYU with a recently uh, beating a, a power conference uh, hasn't happened in a while. Don't remember it happening before. I'm going to go back to that that well. Going back to that well <laughs> for that joke. Um, yeah, I like it, Mar- I like it, Marlo. Um, then they play USC, who's going to be back by then. So get ready for that. All right, uh, Big Twelve. <laughs> <laughs> Big Twelve upset alerts, Marlo. A couple. Uh, I'm struggling. Uh, obviously, don't have Wisconsin, Michigan there. Wisconsin is favored, but it's more or less a pick 'em. Uh, on that, um, Nebraska traveling to Illinois. Ooh. Uh, Tough I, environment. I, they sell I, beer there now. They sell beer there. Um, it's probably broadcast on the Fox Business Network. <laughs> <laughs> uh, not sure. Um, a little bit. A little bit. Any any sort of you feeling anything there, Marlo? The other one I have is Michigan State, who we both now hate. Uh, <laughs> going to Northwestern. I think we got struggle. Is it a noon game? Is it a noon? Yeah, eleven o'clock game. It is a eleven o'clock game. Oh yeah, Northwestern all day. Maybe that is the worst. That is the worst environment to go down there, especially Michigan State. Uh, especially Michigan State being on Eastern time, so they feel like it should be later. It's oh, yeah. earlier. It's Northwestern. There's gonna be like three people there. It's gonna be cold and damp from the lake. Uh, it feels like a high school stadium. Doesn't even feel like a college game is going on, and they don't even realize it until they're down in the third quarter. And they yeah. will because they're and they're like, oh, we don't have an offense anymore. Um, <laughs> we never, we never did this year. Yeah, I like that. Um, I just, I, I don't know about this Northwestern team. They won, they beat UNLV. They lost to Stanford, who apparently sucks now. So that's a little concerning. But that was a weird game. Their quarterback got hurt, and a couple. It was close, and then there was like a weird fumble thing that happened in that game. But you're right. I think I think the mystique of Northwestern's empty stadium early in the morning. Uh, it's tough to get down there. Tough to have not fans there, and maybe Michigan State's just not good. Yeah. I feel like this happened two years ago. Like where it was like, watch out, Michigan State's a dark horse to win the East, and then they went like three and nine. <laughs> I feel like it's one yeah. Of those no, they've really definitely good. yeah, they've definitely done that. Uh, but yeah, Nebraska, Illinois, Illinois coming off a, a devastating loss to Eastern Illinois. Uh, Lovey still has the beard, so they has they have that going for him. And yeah, Illinois, another another tough environment to play play in because nobody's there, and yeah. it's Illinois. So we'll see if Nebraska travels. Uh, Scott Frost still hasn't won a road game, so there's oh, that. Interesting, interesting. There you go. Yeah, there you go. Um, yeah, I like I like Michigan State Northwest. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna circle that one. I think we're we're both on the same game of the week and same. Uh, at least Big Ten upset. We got different. Other upsets. All right. Uh, any other college football things that happened, Marlo, for you out there? I don't Nothing I ag report. I'm sure we missed a bunch, but. Yeah. We talked about it enough, I'm sure. Yeah. I'm sure we did. All right. A little touch on baseball, Marlo. Uh, Brewers had a pretty good Christian Yelich list week. Uh, they currently sit a game back of the Cubs for the final playoff spot and uh, three games back of the division. It's really kind of a. Th- so there's two playoffs, there's three playoff spots in four teams. It's the Brewers, the Cubs, the Cardinals, and the Nationals. The Nationals lead the way in the wild card race with the Cubs currently holding the final final wild card spot, uh, with the Brewers uh, a, a game back and the Cardinals in the division lead. Uh, that was probably the most confusing way to explain that, but we got to where we are. Um, it's going to be interesting. It's the Brewers have a very favorable schedule hosting. Uh, 
or they're playing, I should say hosting, they're playing under 500 teams the rest of the way, and the Cubs and Cardinals play seven games against each other. So there are going to be losses between those two teams. Let's see if the Brewers can capitalize. Um, and I'm kind of in the point where I'm just like, I'm mentally preparing myself for the Brewers not to make it by saying, like, at least I care about September baseball, which is very much a like a I feel like a Brewers thing to do. Like at least I care about baseball in September. Like that's a, that's a, that's a victory in it of itself. Um, so here I am caring about baseball in September. And it was a, a tough one day. Braun hit a grand slam in the top of the ninth to uh, go up seven to four. Uh, go ahead, grand slam as it be. And then uh, Hater gave up two uh, two run homer in the bottom of the ninth just to make it interesting. But they did hold on against the Cardinals. Uh, so Bruce baseball, we're still talking about Marlo, and I guess that's something to say there's still, here. There's still a on chance. September fifteenth, still um, a chance. I'd say a decent chance, a decent. Chance. And the distance has there's a little bit of distance between kind of your the Diamondbacks and the Mets and the other teams that are kind of they fall a little bit back. So it is kind of a three team race for those. Uh, excuse me, a four team race for those three playoff spots. Um, any baseball news on your front, Marlo? No, there's zero. Baseball has been over. For- uh, for about a month now. Baseball's, baseball's canceled for a month. All right. Yeah. All right. Marlo, I'll keep going. Here we go. Liverpool wins three to one <laughs> over uh, Newcastle. Uh, expected result. Uh, Newcastle is not a very good team. Liverpool. You want to get out. It was a very early game Saturday morning, the six thirty kickoff uh, here in the Central Time Zone, best time zone. Um, Sadio Mane got two goals. But I think most importantly, there seemed to be a little bit of a congratulations, good relationship between him and Salah. If you remember last week or uh, two weeks ago, that's right, because there wasn't Premier League last week, which I totally knew beforehand. Um, they had a little bit of a tiff. At least Mane had a bit of a tiff. They seemed to be on good behavior, good terms uh, towards the end of the game. And uh, Firmino had the assist on the last goal, Marlo. And if you haven't seen it, it is sublime the touch that he had to get the ball over to Salah as he was running on towards the goal. Salah finishes at the goal, but Firmino, he is such a world-class striker who doesn't score. He scores goals, but what he does for this team isn't about scoring the goals. It's about the touches. It's the hold of play. It's the tracking back. It's all the other things that the way that Liverpool plays soccer, you need from your forward, and he does all of it so well and he doesn't get the recognition because he doesn't get the goals but the things he does is for this team are absolutely sublime and on top of that he just seems like he has the most fun playing soccer out of any professional player I've ever seen and I think he's kind of like the glue for that front three of Liverpool they score goals and they play really well but you can get emotions you can get egos but Firmino doesn't have an ego he just wants to win and he wants to have amazing assists which to get as a uh a forward is absolutely amazing so if you haven't seen it on the internet go to my page I liked it it's out there there's one the men and blazers tweet out one where they I think they tweet out to like a Marvin Gaye song <laughs> it's like 30 different camera angles of his assist and it's absolutely phenomenal go check that out the upset of the weekend, Marlo, Manchester City somehow loses to Norwich City, which I can't even put into context how big of an upset this is. Uh, Norwich City, a newly promoted squad. They probably have a, a one hundredth 
one five hundredth of the payroll of Manchester City, and they win three to two in um, in Norwich. And I am following this game. Me and my family were going down to the Fall Fest. I and I don't want to watch the game because that's that's uncouth, Marlo, to watch the game while you're with your family. <laughs> Done it. But I'm literally just staring at the like box score. <laughs> <laughs> so much it. better. It's so, the same thing. So much better. <laughs> Why wouldn't I just watch the stupid thing? And I'm watching it, and Norwich was up three to one, and I'm like, there was, I don't know, thirty minutes left, and I'm like, all right, still a lot of time. Twenty minutes left, still a lot of time. Ten minutes left, I'm like, all right, still a lot of time. City's gonna score. City's still gonna win this because they're freaking Manchester City, and this is what they do. And then 88th minute, Manchester City scores is three to two. I'm like, you have to be kidding me! It's happening. They're gonna, they're gonna still win this game with literally two minutes and stoppage time left in the game. And I was so upset, sitting on the stupid trolley here <laughs> as I'm riding down to the stupid Fall Fest, and I'm ready to go nuts when City scores again. And miraculously, they don't. And Norwich City holds on. It is a huge three points for Norwich and a huge loss for Manchester City. Uh, the points if. The Premier League is going to be as close as we think it's going to be with Liverpool and City. This was a huge, huge drop of points for City. Um, so I wanted to outline that, and it's kind of a victory for Liverpool because their biggest competitor lost. Also, Leicester City hurt my feelings. I hyped them up. I said that they had a chance to beat Manchester United, take the claim, or the inside track, I guess, towards the top four. Manchester City had like a thousand players hurt. They were essentially starting their B squad. That's not entirely true, but that's the narrative I'm going with. And Leicester still lost one to zero to Manchester City. So they hurt my feelings because I hyped them up. Uh, game of the week next week, Marlo. Everyone tune in Sunday early morning, late morning. Excuse me, Chelsea against Liverpool. Chelsea off of a five-two win. Last week, they're scoring goals. They're letting in goals. Liverpool likes to score goals. It'll be uh, an entertaining game. Uh, it's 10.30 next Sunday. Chelsea against Liverpool. It's not only the game of the week because it's my game of the week, but because it is the best game of the week, actually. All right, that's it. Corey, any other... Any, Marley, do you have any other soccer things? I have no soccer things. All right. Great. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, last thing. Uh, FIBA World Cup wrapped up. Spain won. <laughs> Yay, the gold. USA Basketball loses two games in a row. Yeah. Uh, finishing seventh in the tournament after, yeah. I think, beating Poland to get to win the Poland. seventh place. Yeah. yeah. Powerhouse. Powerhouse Poland. And afterwards, Popovich, head coach of the USA Basketball team, uh, said it was ridiculous to criticize that team for winning, for not being able to win gold. They played as hard as they could. <laughs> Casey, do you believe it's ridiculous? Here's my take on it. I'll give you my take first. You let me know what you think. I don't think it. I think it's ridiculous to tell this team to criticize this team because it's not our A squad. Obviously, I don't think it's ridiculous to criticize USA Basketball as an organization for not making things put together to be able to win gold because that's what we do. And I equate it to Canada and their hockey because when they lose, they literally go nuts and they just expect to win the gold all the time which is, i think is the way usa basketball should feel about winning gold at anything they do in basketball yeah i think uh, i don't know i i don't want to criticize the players too hard I, I don't know i guess i want to i want to criticize the players a bit um why we shouldn't criticize them one they weren't our best picks 
right? You, you meant you yep. touched on that. Two, uh, Tatum got hurt. Uh, there was some other injury. Uh, Smart was hurt in in the game they lost to France, and um, I can't even remember who the other one was. I totally for, I like kind of checked out on it at the, at that point. Uh, I thought they were done to be honest when they lost to France, so I I, I missed yeah. the next game, uh, which they lost to um, I was like Serbia or Croatia or something. Um, and uh, I think we can criticize the players a little bit in the sense that they're still more talented, right? Like I know you get yeah. the game and like you're against Rudy Grobert, and like then you're the next game you're against uh, Nokic, and it's like. Yeah, those are the better players, but like still on a whole, collectively, your talent level, you're a better basketball team. So I think you can criticize that a bit. I think you can criticize Popovich. Uh, well, I don't know. How do you want to do? You want to characterize Popovich as part of the team or part of the USA Basketball organization? Yeah, I'd say part of the organization. Okay, out of the organization. Okay. Yep. So I will criticize him as part of the organization. So, <laughs> <laughs> so I think you can criticize the team in the sense like some place is absolutely ridiculous, and you still have the talent. Losing to France or losing one of those two games, I could understand, because in both of those games, I felt like they didn't have the best player on the floor. But to lose both of them and to lose them in uh, such an uninspiring way, I think you can criticize the players on the team. But you're right in the sense that the overarching issue was with USA Basketball, was with them either not getting the buy-in or not getting the proper buy-in from the other players, um, not seeing this. Because if you... You need to see this coming if you're NBA basketball. You need to see that everybody's going to back out. And then you need to have a contingency plan. And our contingency plan was just like, we'll be fine with whoever sticks around. Yes. There was no more planning than that. There wasn't like, hey, we know that LeBron's not going to be there. And that's fine. I'm not blame- I don't want to necessarily blame those players for not being there, especially like LeBron um, and people who've done it before. I don't. Like, I don't know that James Harden needed to be there. That's fine. But, like, De'Aaron Fox leaving at the last minute and, like, all the people backed out kind of within the process of, like, the trials and things, that was really weird. And for NBA basketball not to have a plan and to not see this coming, that's where the issue was. And then, so I think that's issue one, huge issue number one, like capital issue number one. Issue no, Not that the players didn't play, but that we didn't see it coming and we didn't have a plan for it. Issue yeah. number issue number two is the way this team was once constructed, coached. Once this team was constructed, how we played basketball. Yep. Uh, and you would have thought, we have Greg freaking Popovich. He's the best coach. And it didn't work out. We didn't seem like we had a plan other than, hey, we're more athletic than these teams. We're going to beat them in um, – in space and like there wasn't any kind of thing like a way to win international basketball and that obviously came true in the France game and then in the other game I'm sure we beat Poland and it was close and whatever he played far too many people it it just didn't it seemed ill thought out the whole way through yeah and, and rant and rant and rant agreed I can't believe so I, had, just... I didn't know I didn't know I had that in me I didn't, know I, <laughs> I didn't know I cared that yeah, much about this. It hits hard as well. And I'm sure that I'm sure with that 1992 Barcelona poster hanging up right behind you, it, re, it probably really burns I'm bright. right at. Yeah. <laughs> so that's where that incepted from. All right. It, looks, that was, it does look like um, 
like an ex-girlfriend came. So it had a frame on it, and it <laughs> fell. Yeah. And there, the only scratch is over uh, Tim Duncan's face. Ooh. So it's like an ex-girlfriend came and like, scratched out his face. Dang. That's what didn't like like. Sorry, Tim Duncan. Duncan. You didn't autograph it. Maybe Carl Malone did, but Tim Duncan (laughs) did. (laughs) All right. That's all. That's all I got. uh, We'll end with that. Um, (laughs) Be sure sure to like, subscribe. Uh, Leave us a nice little note. That'd be fun, too. You can follow us at 132Breeze on Twitter. Myself, at MarlonJR. Casey's at ProfBadgerFan. Casey, that's all from from me. You got any last words? God, Marlon, football season is so fun. So fun. I know these have been longer, but it just feels good. It just feels good to talk about it, and I feel like we could we could talk more. Uh, it's just great, great to have the content, great to uh, talk about it with you, and hopefully it was great for our fellow fans to hear, and fellow fans, until next time, I hope that all your favorite teams win all the sports.